Hello and welcome to the Bag Clan Fantasy Football Podcast Playoffs Week One. We're here with your normal hosts, me, I am Blake, Rob's here, and so is Tyler. Tyler's not going to do very much talking today because he's in the playoffs. Meanwhile, Rob and I are living in our ivory towers and bye weeks for week one of the playoffs. How you doing, Rob? I'm doing pretty good, living that bye week life. That's good to hear. Tyler, how are you doing? Awful. <laughs> That's what we wanted to hear. So, Rob, last week was interesting. Uh, Tyler's entry to the playoff hinged on a turbo win. Yeah, it sure did. And it was close. Which, it was coming down to the wire. Sure is something I never thought I'd hear myself say. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that final Monday night game, it was back and forth. And then it was kind of funny because we were we were texting and it was like, oh, I just can't have a sack. And then Minnesota sacks. And then it's like, it's like less than a point. And then all of a sudden it was a big catch. And that was pretty much it. <laughs> Yeah, so with that, that means Turbo's out of the playoffs. So is the Fighting Hedgehogs out. So our we already mentioned our two teams. Otherwise, our matchups are the Cummy Bears versus Scary Terry and Fantasy Reapers versus the Kegerators. So which one do you want to tackle first, Rob? I mean, let's go with, let's go with the pair of seven and six teams. Um, these teams finished, I believe, in a in a tie for fourth place as far as record goes. So let's let's start with that one. All righty. So that'll be the Cummy Bears at seven and six, like you said. The Scary Terry also seven and six. Scary Terry with the number three overall points. No, Kegerator was. Kegerator. Kegerator was number three. Uh, you were number two, and I was number one. That's right. Yeah, and I will say uh, the Bears, Terry, and Kegerator were all tied for the third seed, and it came down to points. Right. Yeah, speaking of points, uh, I just want to thank everybody publicly for second place. I uh, got a nice bottle of Johnny Walker Green Label and wait for it. <sighs> That's the taste of delicious blended scotch. All right. So we're going into this match, uh, even, even a win-loss for the season. Also, current... 50% win probability for these two teams, according to ESPN. They are within two points of each other. Projected. So, Rob, here we go. Tell me, Bears, right. are coming in with Carson Wentz versus Scary Terry's Patrick Mahomes. Wentz is up against the Giants. Mahomes is at Foxborough against the Patriots. Oof. I mean, on the surface, you go Mahomes-Wentz, easy day. But Wentz has got such a tasty matchup against the Giants who are just, just, just awful on defense. And Wentz New England, where they've been trashy as a player. Well, exactly. That's the other thing. Mahomes, who's been, you know, good, hurt this year, you know, not as good as last year, obviously, but still great. But New England makes people look like fools in New England. So, I don't know. I guess. Rob, I, would you. Go ahead. Would you be playing Wentz here over Kirk Cousins versus Detroit? Uh, no, not in a million years. Yeah, I think if Kirk Cousins plays, it's Cousins here. But as it currently stands, it's Mahomes. Yeah, I, I was just going to say I'd have to give the slight edge to Mahomes just because Wentz has played like garbage and half his uh, receivers don't play. Um, 
But yeah, if Cousins is playing, which I don't know why he wouldn't be, um, he's easy top 10 for me. So just getting a lockdown on Mahomes here. I know, I know it's in Foxborough, but we just watched Sean Watson play the Patriots and mm-hmm. do very well fantasy-wise. Is Mahomes a better play against the Patriots than Deshaun Watson is? So here's the two, two big differences in my mind. Uh, Patriots were decimated as a team by the flu. They took two planes down to Houston. Um, and I believe Stefan Gilmore was one of those players that had the flu all week. Uh, and we've continued to talk about how important he is to that defense. And on the inverse side, Patrick Mahomes' team, uh, well, not on the inverse side, Patrick Mahomes' team is also breaking down. Uh, Kelsey doesn't look like what he was. Damian Williams is probably done for the year. It's a rib cartilage thing. Yeah. And Daryl Williams is out. They just signed Spencer Ware back to the team, so that doesn't bode well for those two. So, yeah, I mean, Mahomes is going to – or uh, Gilmore is going to take away Hill, and it's going to be up to the secondary playmakers for Kansas City. So, Mahomes could do it, but you just got to lower the ceiling, I think. Yeah, I agree. And, and the other big difference between – uh, Watson and last week and Mahomes this week is that Watson was at home, right? And, and there's no, there is no cold, no no New England weather, none of that business. So anyway, all right. So running backs, Cummy Bears are going to have Le'Veon Bell uh, hosting Miami and Kenyon Drake hosting Pittsburgh against Terry Saquon Barkley at Philly and Mark Ingram at Buffalo. So. Bell has, even though Bell hasn't produced really this year, he's got a really nice matchup with Miami. Um, I, I don't like Kenyon Drake against Pittsburgh. Um, Philly is actually pretty good at stopping the run, and they really haven't used Saquon that great. And it's back to Eli. Get your crayons out. Um, because uh, old Danny Dimes is in a walking boot. Um, Mark Ingram, think about that. Um Buffalo's good at stopping the pass, not the run. So, but the, what limits Ingram obviously is the fact that uh, you got your running quarterback there who runs for a hundred yards all the time, Lamar Jackson. So, um, I I guess just because I don't like Drake at all, I'll give this to Scary Terry. I'm giving this to Scary Terry. Uh, I actually think Lamar Jackson opens up Mark Ingram as long as Mark Ingram gets the work. But that's the um, thing. That's what I was worried about is the work. Right. And Bell is going to be okay. So I'm going to go ahead and just say that those two even each other out. And I'm going to call my shot right now. This has oh. nothing to do with running backs. But Eli is going to run the table with the Giants the rest of the way and get some contract somewhere because somebody's going to think he still has it, even though I think he plays the rest of the way. Yeah, Philly, Miami – uh, Washington, Philly. So, like, the worst defenses in the league. And somebody's going to say, oh, man, Eli's still got it. No, he doesn't. He's just playing terrible teams. That's possibly yeah, I true. It, I think it's Terry's running backs. Uh, Le'Veon Bell will cancel out either Ingram or Barkley, but Kenyon Drake, Drake cannot pick up that slack. 
Uh, receivers for the Cummy Bears is going to be Julian Edelman against Kansas City at home. And Don, uh, Devontae Parker at the Jets. And Terry will have Tyler Lockett at the Rams and Marvin Jones Jr. at Minnesota. Mercy. I tell you what, for me, this is really easy for the Bears. Devontae Parker has been like a top three or five guy the last few weeks, and the Jets are garbage. And Edelman, Edelman is always good. And then against Kansas City, I see that continuing. The problem for Terry's receivers is he's got two receivers who can put up good points and could also put up donuts. And I don't see that for the bears. So I'm giving the bears the advantage. Yeah, I agree completely. Devonte Parker is by far the best fantasy asset in these wide receivers, which if you would have said that, I don't know, even, I mean, he's been consistent all year, but yeah. I don't think anybody really wanted to believe it for a while, but now it's like, yeah, he he's, he's up there. So, yeah, give me Parker and Edelman. Yeah, going going through the last four weeks, which is going including a bye for Tyler Lockett, he has four catches for 64 yards. That is very weird for that yeah, receiver. I, mean, I don't understand it. Yeah, he's playing hurt. Um, I just don't – if he's out there, I don't like his matchup against the Rams. And – you know, you're rolling the dice with Marvin Jones. You don't know, you know, if it's Galladay or or Jones that's going to get the work. And I, I don't, I, I still don't like it. Too volatile. Exactly. So for the Bears, going to tight end is going to be Dallas Goddard against the Giants, and for the Terry is going to be Jacob Hollister at the Rams. Uh, Man, know? this is. Uh... Oh, go ahead. This is horrendous. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> I do just want to say that uh, Hollister has gotten a lot of targets. Well, when when he's in, yeah, how efficient he is with those targets. I mean, that's up for debate. But six for forty-four last week isn't awful for this year's tight end points group. But he does get the targets. Yeah, here, here's the problem with Hollister. In that offense, you you know, the tight end, we've seen it several times this year. The tight end gets the targets. However, he's not a guy who's had a lot of gameplay, right? And these injuries, these lower leg injuries are starting to creep up on him. Um, you know, he had like a foot or a toe or something a week or two ago, and now it's the quad probably because he's favoring the foot. Um, I mean, I guess as long as he plays – I, I like a guy that's a starter more than a guy that's the technically the number two, but I don't know how I feel about Hollister, so I'm pushing this one. Oh man, I'm I'm going to give it to Goddard, even yeah. as the number two. He's on pace uh, target wise with Hollister, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna go with the healthy player. I guess I don't know. I don't care. I'm pushing it. See, yeah, that's exactly why I pushed it. Exactly. Yep. As the number two tight end on the Eagles' offense, Dallas Goddard is still number sixteen tight end on the year. Yeah, exactly. So flex position, Cummy Bears has Cooper Cup against Seattle. A lot of Rams Seattle matchups in this year. Yeah, it is. Terry is going to field Austin Eckler at Jacksonville. 
Man, I my gut says it's easy Eckler, but I don't I don't love that against Cooper Cup. What do you guys think? I mean, so normally you could pencil in Eckler for let's say fourteen, right? Now right. that now that he's clearly not the number two. So with Cup, I mean, early, first part of the year would be like, oh yeah, this is a slam dunk Cooper Cup, and then Cooper Cup's put up some some duds recently. Now it is Seattle. The, the problem is if you can keep your quarterback upright against Seattle, you can pass on him. Problem is, is I do not believe that they can keep Goff upright with that offensive line against the against the front that Seattle has. And yeah, and isn't Goff like the second worst quarterback rating when facing a blitz correct. in the league? Exactly. So, do they run enough? Is it lately Cooper Cup has been getting a little more, not as much slot work? Is that right? Am I right in that? That it's been more Robert Woods in there? That I'm not sure about because they've always kind of kept Cooper Cup in as a – they've used him as, actually as an inline blocker a lot. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Well, I just don't believe let's, – let's assume that they're going to – that Seattle's going to blitz a lot and that Goff is going to be under duress because that's what I would do. Does that mean that Cooper Cup gets the dump-offs or does that mean Robert Woods gets the dump-offs? I don't know. Um, so in this one – Cooper Cup could easily outscore Eckler, could easily double him up. But Cooper Cup could just as easy get you five points. Um, so for me, in the playoffs, I feel you got to play a little bit safer. Um, so I like the floor of Eckler. So just some a uh, little bit of stat line here for Cup. I know he was banged up in the middle of the season. First uh, – Four weeks was target wise was or was seven of ten, five for nine, eleven of twelve, nine for fifteen. Last four weeks, six of six, six of ten, three of three, zero oh of four. And in the first four weeks, you know he has better percentage than the last four. First four, he had about twice as many points in those respective weeks. Right. So it's his his production has fallen off quite a bit recently. Whereas Eckler is almost the, guaranteed for ten to fifteen, like you said, Rob. So I'm actually I'm going to give it to Eckler. Yeah, the other one to look at is, is with Cup's recent struggle. I, uh, Cup has struggled against good defenses. San Francisco, he went four for seventeen. Right. Uh, Pittsburgh, he went zero for zero on four targets. Chicago, three for fifty three. Baltimore, six for thirty five. Those are his three or four single digit performances on the year. Uh, last time he played Seattle, nine for one seventeen and a touchdown on seventeen targets. So it, it's in the game plan. Uh, yeah. It clearly was in the game plan earlier this year to focus with Cooper Cup against Seattle. That just looking at the defenses that Cup has struggled against is really making me think. Okay, this is if you're facing a horrendous matchup, Cup is a problem. But other than that, you should be fine. So I'm actually going to shift it more towards a, a push, if not leaning cup. You know what? You've convinced me. I'm with you on that. Ah, suck it, Blake. We left you behind. Right. You can't change your mind now. Go to the next part. part. <laughs> so defense for the Cummy Bears, he's been riding them all year. Patriots against Kansas City. 
And Terry's going to have the Colts uh, at Tampa Bay. You know, the Patriots' defense has cooled off in recent weeks. Again, against Dallas, uh, against Houston. Uh, Baltimore was in there five weeks ago. So while I think they've – they aren't getting the turnovers they used to, and I imagine we're going to talk about another defense on the Bears. So as it stands now, I'm going to give it to the Colts at Tampa Bay because Jameis is always good for a turnover or five. Uh, agree 100% with all of that. Um, yeah, just just a quick stat line. I was just scrolling through the Patriots defense. As a defense, they have six touchdowns, 20 interceptions, nine fumble recoveries, 40 sacks, a safety. And three block kicks. That sounds like Madden stat line if I ever saw one. Yeah, it's pretty crazy for an NFL defense. So, advancing to our benches, Rob, yeah. tell us about the Cummy Bears. Well, we talked a little bit about Kirk Cousins already. Um, I believe that against Detroit, especially at home, that's a better play uh, than Wentz against the Giants. But I understand well, – you know, playing against the Giants because they're really, really terrible. Um, but I would probably go the other way. Um, also, you could think about if you don't believe that the page, if you think the Patriots will slow down and you don't want to play against Kansas City because they just don't turn the ball over and they seem to move the ball anyway and score, you could, even though they're hurt, you could toy with Dallas playing against Chicago because Chicago can't do anything. Uh, however, with Dallas is hurt on defense, maybe maybe you stay away from that. That's about it that I see on the bench there. Tyler, tell us about Scary Terry. Well, if James Conner is in, you're playing him. That's that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, it might it might bite you in the ass. He might go out there and get hit in the shoulder again and be done. But. Arizona is just horrendous. So you at least got to take, you got to shoot your shot there if he's in. Um, AJ Brown is interesting as well as a more consistent option at wide receiver than what you got. Um, he's going to put up, you know, right around 10 points and has the capability to blow up. And he's playing Oakland, who's given up everything through the air. And. I'm just looking at Terry McLaurin here. No, he's slowed down with Haskins, so I don't think I'm going to go that route. Would, would so, you? Would you chase the points with Geis instead of Eckler? No, and here's why: because while Geis put up an insane stat line of ten uh, for one twenty nine and two, Adrian Peterson was out there for more snaps and got more work than Geis did still last week. So. Yeah. You're you're in a you're in at least a 50-50 timeshare plus throw uh, Thompson in that mix as well. Right. So no, I I'm not gonna um, like you said. I'm gonna play it a little safer in the playoffs. So I'm not gonna mess with guys here. Yeah. I'm. I, I want to. I wouldn't either. I, I want to go by. Uh, yeah, I want to go by NBA Jam rules where uh, give me a give me a second game and he'll be heating up and then we'll go from there. There you go. All right. All right, Tyler, tell me who you're going to take in this matchup. Who's advancing? Well, man. Yeah. If the Bears play Kirk Cousins, 
I think that puts it over the edge for me. I'm this is this is close enough where I'm actually looking at the kickers. And both of them are well, Matt Gay is outside. He's at Tampa Bay. Chris Boswell for Pittsburgh is going to be at Arizona. You know, I'm I'm actually looking at these kickers and saying, okay, do I think one of these guys is going to swing it? Boswell's got the opportunity. Right. Because they should score a lot if, and they should, they'll probably ease off late. Yeah. I, I'm going to go, assuming the Bears put in Kirk Cousins, I'm going to go with the Bears. If they don't, I'm going to go with Terry. That's how close it is. And I just I think that much more about Cousins than I think of Wentz. I cannot add anything to that. I, I would agree exactly 100%. If he played Cousins, I would think that the Bears would win by like five to ten. If he doesn't, I think Terry wins by about five to ten because that's how much more I think of what Cousins could get than what Wentz could get. I am going to take the Bears – I think the receivers are that much better than Terry's receivers. There you go. All right, so, Rob, do you want to take us through the Reapers and Kegrid, or do you want me to? No, I can do it. All right. All right. So, uh, Reapers got the snuck in the playoffs there with that last spot at five and eight. And Kegrader at that big log jam that we mentioned earlier, seven and six. So at quarterback, Rob, I want to point out, yes, you play to score points. I don't give a shit about winning the game. At least not until now. (laughs) Not till now. Now you don't play to score points. You play to win the game. Playoffs. Playoffs. All right. So Blake, Right now we've got Ryan Fitzpatrick, old Fitz Magic against the Jets. Yeah. The and Russell Wilson against the Rams for K-Grader. What do you think? Both these so players Russell will be Wilson, on the road. Russell Wilson is the number three quarterback on the air. Yep. That's how you have to start this discussion. But, and there is a but, and it's There's a, a big old. Big old booty. It's Ryan Fitzmagic at the end of the year coming off hot against the New York football Jets. And while Russell's against the Rams, and he is a really great quarterback this year, I am going to have to take Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hmm, interesting. Um... I think it's a close matchup because the Jets are terrible. I think the last hmm. Hmm. I just know that earlier in the year Russell Wilson played the Rams, even though it's in Seattle, and he threw like four touchdowns. So I could easily see that happen again. The run well, that was pre Jalen Ramsey, really- right? Oh, that might have been, yeah, that might have been pre Jalen Ramsey. You're probably right there. Also, the running game in Seattle has taken off a lot in the last few weeks. Yeah, that part's true. They got two backs that can each go for a gazillion yards, uh, which we'll talk about in the running back matchup here. Um, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I'm pushing this matchup. 
because Russell is the far better player, uh, can score running or passing, but Fitzmagic has the tasty matchup against the Jets, so I'm going to push it. Um, so, Blake, at running back for the Reapers, we've got the aforementioned running back for Seattle, Chris Carson, uh, and Benny Snell Jr. Uh, against Arizona. By the way, Carson again against those Rams, as we talked about. And then for the kegerator, we've got, oh, goodness, Christian McCaffrey at Atlanta and Zeke at Chicago. Uh, I mean, straight up giving uh, to one side or the other, I'm going to give it to McCaffrey and Zeke. However, if um, what's his name for Pittsburgh doesn't play? Connor. Connor. Uh, Benny Snell, probably a solid move. Uh, Chris Carson, I'm not – He's been good all year. He's top ten running back on the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they showed last week that they Penny and Carson can share that backfield and both be productive. So I wouldn't feel confident, as confident as I was in the regular season, moving into the playoffs with Chris Carson as my number one. Uh, agree with you there because you know as soon as Penny makes a good run, then they'll stick with that, and they've shown that. And then if Carson. You know, Carson can make a good run, and then he'll, he'll get, you know, all the carries. But if Carson, God forbid, fumbles once, then, you know, that could be the death knell for him. Um, Betty Snell yeah. doesn't get catches. Fumbled. What was that? I would say he fumbles once, misses a big big blitz pickup or something, you know. Hit, uh, Pete Carroll and uh, Bruce Arians are real finicky with their running back choices. They can be in a game. Um, Betty Smell – Smell. Benny Snell has a good matchup against Arizona, but he's not really a pass catcher, so he's limited to obviously yardage and touchdown scoring. Um, I mean, come on. McCaffrey and Zeke can do it all. I'm obviously giving it to those two. Um, At receiver, Devontae Adams against the Redskins for the Reapers and Michael Thomas against San Francisco. Um, We're keg Raider right now is bringing out Adam Thielen against Detroit and Kenny Galladay against Minnesota, a little wide receiver action in the same game. What do you think here? Uh, if it was, you know, three, maybe four weeks ago, I would be wary of giving this to the Devontae Adams side. Uh, but, I mean, he, he played the, the 49ers a couple weeks ago and scored 19 points and played the Chargers a couple weeks before that. I mean, he only, only scored 11, but that was coming off his injury. But then Michael Thomas. If Devontae Adams can score 19 points against the 49ers, Michael Thomas can score 25. It's Adams and Thomas. Yeah, I agree, especially since Thielen still hasn't practiced. And if I'm a betting man, I bet he doesn't play again. I, mean, I actually know- think he's going to play. You think he'll play? I think being a surprise, what was it, Friday or Saturday inactive for Thielen? Yeah. yeah. Uh, last week leads credence to he's he wanted one more week to make sure that he was 100%. Um, I'm not saying he's going to come out and go, you know, 120 yards in the first quarter like we – or first, first half like we can see him do, but I think he'll play. Well, I'll tell you what. In the playoffs, especially the first round, I don't want to take a chance on a guy like that. Um, I was a Thielen owner. He seemed, oh, fine, and then he hurts himself in one play, and then you take a donut the rest of the way. I'd rather play a guy like Zach Pascal against a terrible Tampa Bay defense uh, who I know is going to play the whole game. So I don't 
if, if it's this matchup, it's for me, it's easy. It's Adams and Thomas. Um, so at tight end, we've got nobody and Jared Cook against San Francisco. Our choices are two good ones in Hunter Henry against Jacksonville or Mark Andrews against Buffalo uh, for the Reapers. So uh, you're either talking Henry or Andrews against uh, Jared Cook. Well, based off of just names this year, I would take Andrews. I'm looking into their matchups right now. I mean, against San Francisco, Andrews had only three catches for 50 yards and a touchdown, which gives you a good, a fine fantasy week. And Buffalo is number one against the tight end on the year. Yeah, they are. Yeah, I'm probably. Hmm. Based now, on granted, the fact that, was he? What'd you say? Jacksonville's seven against the tight end, so horrific I mean, matchups here. Yeah, neither one of them is any good, but I'm probably I, Henry here. I would if I got a pay. Oh, I would lean. I would lean Mark Andrews. Okay, well there you you, go. you guys are just so much help. <laughs> well, I'm I'm gonna go ask Nate which one I should play. <laughs> Well, Nate doesn't I mean, like his Jason matchup Witten, any better. Jason Witten caught a touchdown against Buffalo. Who did what? Didn't Jason Witten catch a touchdown against Buffalo? Oh, you got me. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he did. It's possible. Yeah, he did. Dallas he did. put up Dallas put up the best production of the season from the tight end spot against Buffalo with eight catches for 51 yards and a touchdown. That's the best against Buffalo this year. Who's the better offense, Dallas or Baltimore? Baltimore. Okay, so I would play Mark Andrews. There you are. And in that matchup, I would take Jared Cook instead of Mark Andrews as the winner of the matchup. All right. In the flex, we've got John Brown and his band of renown against Baltimore or Derrick Henry against Oakland. Yikes. Right? Yikes is right. If Derrick Henry comes out healthy, Derrick Henry. Yeah, it's Derrick Henry. I think it was – It was. Uh, I think they're just managing his reps. I don't think it was anything major. It's a It's a Wednesday sit-out for somebody who's not really hurt. So uh, this Oakland, is easy, yeah. Henry. Huh? Oakland's defense in the last couple of weeks has become a sieve for offensive it, yards. It really has. So, yeah, give me Henry all day. He could probably have one of those 175-yard games. Um, at defense, we've got the Ravens against uh, Buffalo and the Bears against Dallas. Ravens. I mean, the Ravens have been pretty good recently. I think um, it's close, honestly. I think the Bears actually stopped Dallas, but I think the Ravens will score more points. You know, the only problem that I see is that we saw Buffalo last week. They don't tend to make stupid mistakes. You know, if they're going to turn the ball over, it's because they get through and they uh, sack the quarterback and he fumbles or something like that. The, the problem with Dallas is they're bound to do something stupid especially on the road. Um, God. 
And it's a Thursday game. And, you know, as everybody knows, that Thursday, there's no offense on Thursdays. So give me the Bears. Blake. Yep. That's we're, looking at, we're looking at Reaper's bench. We've already done a little talking on the tight end spot. Any other choices you'd make here? Well, so you're looking at Fitzmagic or Dak Prescott, and right. you have to stick with the Magic, so I wouldn't change that. Uh, as far as running backs go, I don't like – but you're looking at Sony Michelle or Benny Snell. Sony Michelle my- facing the worst run defense in the league. What do you yeah, mean by Kansas City? So, yeah, Kansas City's never good at defense. Yeah, that's or Miles Sanders against the Giants, who aren't you know anything to call home about. I would. Let's see. <laughs> well, so the plus the plus side you have between the Snell and Michelle is that they both play at the same time on Sunday. They're both three twenty five games. So you can, you know, procrastinate your decision until then and panic right. a little bit more. And panic a little uh, bit more. Yeah, also at that point, you're also looking at Miles Sanders. He's a Monday night game. So if you if he's in your decision too, you can look at him. I wouldn't touch Coleman. Latavius Murray's obviously out. Uh, Tyler would not touch your receivers. So really see what any – any any maybe reports come out, especially uh, for Pittsburgh's running backs, Jalen Samuels and uh, James Conner, what their situation are heading into the afternoon games. Otherwise, I would really look at playing Sonny Michelle. Um, yeah, if it's me, of the ones on the bench, I like actually Miles Sanders the best because, and I would I would keep Carson in there. I you got to believe in him. Uh, Benny Smell, Benny Smell, as I like to call him, obviously. Like I said, he doesn't get the catches. And Miles Sanders is like a way better running back. And, you know, all he needs, you know, I, I think he's going to have a similar game to what he did against Miami, where he's going to get in the teens in carries, a couple, four or five catches. Um, maybe he scores, maybe he doesn't, but that's pretty good. That's going to give you high teens to 20, um, which I think is what you're looking for in that in that number two slot. So I would probably go with Miles Sanders against the Giants. Um, uh, on K-Grader, I've been kind of looking. I mean, like like we talked about, I don't think uh, Thielen's going to be playing, so I'd put Zach Pascal in. And really that's about it. Otherwise, I think he's got an optimal lineup. So, Blake, well, before we pick, Tyler, anything you want to go on about? No, I I was flip-flopping back and forth between Sanders and Snell. Um, so there you go. I just – I can't lose with Sony putting up four points. It, this is one of those decisions where I'm happier to be wrong and have him on my bench than, uh, than I am to be – like to have him in my lineup and have him put up four points. Right, because then you'll, you'll – so, like- you know, I should have known better. Right. Yeah. Um, man, well, I'll tell you what. As it stands right now, I have Miles Sanders in my lineup. But that that could change by Sunday. 
I mean, we'll see. Do you think? Do you think you're behind in this matchup? Yes. Okay. So for me, if I'm behind, I play the guy with the most upside. And between between Smell and Sanders, I think Sanders is a guy with more upside. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. All right. So Blake, who takes this? So now it's it's Carson Sanders and your pick of let's let's pretend uh, he goes with Mark Andrews. Let's let's roll with that. So can I, can I throw another option out there? Sure, why not? Vance McDonald plays <laughs> Arizona. Yeah. And I'm, I've been way. sitting here staring at it like half the podcast. I mean, it depends. It's it's okay. I mean, I will say this. I rode that train when Kittle was hurt. And my boy Dwelly, bless his heart, got a whole four catches for 16 yards or something like that. But two of those were touchdowns. And I survived the week with 17 out of a guy nobody's ever heard of. So, I mean, do you trust the what amounts to the third-string quarterback of Pittsburgh with no other weapons concentrating on the tight end because uh, Arizona refuses to guard him? I could see it happening. Yeah, and I mean, I trust Duck Hodges a lot more than I trust Mason Rudolph. Well, so, I mean, who's Tyler Higby? What? Tyler Higby? Yeah. Didn't didn't the Rams play Arizona last week? Yeah, for seven for one oh seven and a touchdown. Yeah, and nobody knows who Tyler Higby is unless they're a Rams fan. Oh guys, so. Vance McDonald is on my roster now. <laughs> guys <laughs> oh, I'm setting myself up for sadness. <laughs> Or you're setting yourself up for that Arizona tasty tight end love. Who knows? All right. So, Blake, now that this has happened, who are you taking? Tyler, you're behind in this matchup. It's going to be a really close matchup no matter what. And I believe in your ability to succeed in the playoffs. I'm going to give it to you. Wow, look at you. Hooray. I mean, it's a lot to overcome. Here's the thing. K-Grader could take one of his guys doing poorly and still pull out a win. Tyler absolutely could have every one of his guys hit and he'll win. But Tyler has less room for error than K-Grader does. So based on odds, I'm going to take Kegerator. Saying it here would not be 100% surprised if the stars align and everybody on the Reapers team did well and the 5-8 and eight team that could moved on. But I'm just going by odds. The odds favor if they play 10 times, Kegerator would win 6. But this is 1v1, so it's possible that I'll take Kegerator. Hey, guys, guess what? What? David and Joke is on my roster now too. What? Are you insane? Guys, I don't know what to do. I'm just not going to play a tight end. Well, that's not that's, a good idea. That's the only way to solve this. 
Dude, they haven't even <laughs> activated in Joku yet. Yeah, but yeah, you got to get there first. Oh, guys! <laughs> All right, so hey, Rob, just, hey, just for a little bit of fun, yeah, let's do it. Who's gonna score more points this week, you or me? Hey, do you not want my pick in my ma- matchup? <laughs> yeah, oh, sorry, I thought, I thought you gave it. No. Uh, so the one thing I do have going for me is Kagerator is playing. I thought you had already chosen. Shut up. No. Uh, Kagerator is playing both the Bears D and Zeke on Thursday night. Right. So, so the know. good part is, yeah, I mean, if, if all of a sudden Zeke goes for a buck 50 and three, then it's like, all right, well, I just play all of my upside guys and that becomes easy. Because right. I'm all, I was already in a hole just matchup wise, and now one of his players already produced. But if Zeke comes out, and I don't even know actually off the top of my head what Zeke has done recently uh, 2016, 27, 18. Yeah. So, I mean, if Zeke comes in and puts up 15 or less. Then all of a sudden I start going, okay, well, the safe play is here. The safe play is here. And uh, I think Blake alluded to it. I have a lot of afternoon games or a lot of afternoon or Monday night decisions to make. So I can kind of wait out the morning games and make a decision from there. When do my tight ends play? Mark Andrews at noon, Vance afternoon, Hunter Henry afternoon. Yeah, so that might be a – that might weigh into my decision of – Thinking Hunter Henry, and then if I need upside, going Vance. There you go. So, uh, who am I picking? Oh, man. Guys, it's magic time. <laughs> you know, it's K-Ray magic be... leading me to a fantasy title. K-Ray is going to be sad listening to this. Only one of us took him. Well, let's see. How many people took him last week and he lost? All of us took him last week, and he fucking lost. So, <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. Can't believe us. All right. How did we do All for right, the so final uh, regular season picks? Uh, let's see. So last week we all went two and three. So nothing really changed. Uh, this year, Blake wins it at forty-four and twenty-one. Rob nice. finished with forty-two and twenty-three, and I finished at thirty-eight and twenty-seven. All right. Good job, Blake. Thank you. All right, so real quick, I want to do something. We're going to take the next less than seven minutes. Uh, Rob, pull up your team. I pulled up mine. Okay. Uh, We're going to – I'll say my position, then you say your position. Tyler, I don't want any uh, elaboration. Just want a definitive, quick, spitfire answer. Okay? Okay. Who's going to win? Ready, set, go. Kyle Allen. Lamar Jackson. Are you going to tell me who they're playing? Oh. At Atlanta, sorry. At Buffalo. Uh, Lamar. Josh Jacobs hosting Tennessee. Nick Chubb, home to Cincinnati. Chubb. Leonard Fournette hosting Chargers. Philip Lindsay at Houston. Uh, Fournette. DeAndre Hopkins hosting Denver. Uh, Keenan Allen at Jacksonville. 
Uh, Hopkins. Chris Godwin hosting Indy. Uh, DK Metcalf uh, uh, at the Rams. Ooh. Push. Great. Push. Darren Waller hosting Tennessee. George Kittle at New Orleans. What did Waller do last week? Waller had 100. Oh, Waller then. He was 7 for 100. Yeah, Waller. Uh, Flex, Jarvis Landry hosting Cincy. Uh, either Dalvin Cook or Alexander Madison, whoever starts at uh, against Detroit. Uh, Cook or Madison. Uh, Will my, my ranking, my actual ranking there would be Madison, Landry, Cook. Okay. Will Lutz hosting San Francisco. Uh, Harrison Butker against New England. Lutz. Uh, 49ers at New Orleans. Eagles at home against the Giants. Uh, Eagles. All right, Tyler, who scores the most points in this matchup? I didn't retain a single bit of information there. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> I would imagine it's Rob because Rob only has one loss on the year. So there you go. Yeah, he only has one loss, but he also only scored 50 more points than me. Yeah, but Blake, you play to win the game. Those are true statements. Well, this segment got us nowhere. <laughs> well, just like most of your ideas. Hey, it was a good idea. Fuck your face. All right. <laughs> so we're going to wrap everything up unless anybody has something else to add, unless Tyler sucks. I mean, he sure probably. doesn't. Tyler sucks. So we're going to say goodbye and good night for this year. This week's uh, podcast look to all the teams. We'll see who's still in the playoffs next week. <laughs> bye bye, everybody. See ya. Thank you.